Why don't you open your Bible, if you've got one there with you, to Ephesians chapter 5. Without drink, I don't know how you do that, without money. How do you buy wine without money? That's a tricky one, isn't it, really? It's what you get. <laughs> Why don't you read in Ephesians chapter 5? I want to share with you something that will help you in your life. I guarantee it will help you. It's a principle. A lot of people wait for God to do something. The Bible's very clear. God's done something. It's up to us to make a move. And uh, so we have to make our move. That's called faith, when you believe what God says and you act on it. And uh, I want to share with you something. Let's have a look in, uh, in uh, Ephesians chapter 5. Don't be drunk on wine. Oh, don't be drunk or method, methuo, methoed up on wine. Don't be out of your tree on wine. We're in a success. But rather be filled with the Holy Ghost. How a wonderful thing to be filled with God. Filled up with the Holy Ghost, Ephesians 5, verse 18. Then 19, it tells us a little bit about how we get full of the Holy Ghost. Now, when a person's full of the Holy Ghost, their life overflows. God has designed you to be full of something. And whatever fills your soul, whatever you focus on, that is what you're going to be filled with. Focus on your problems, you'll be filled with problems. Focus on the negatives of life, you'll be a very negative, pessimistic person. Focus on the world news, you'll be depressed. There's, we've got to actually choose where we direct our attention and decide what we're going to let fill our life. And already before you came in tonight, you made decisions about what filled your life last week, and you'll make decisions tomorrow what will fill you tomorrow. I want to show you something else. You can, God wants you to be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you've never been baptized in the Spirit, that could happen for you tonight. But once you're baptized in the Spirit, you've got to do something to keep full of the Holy Ghost. You've got to keep praying in tongues. That's it, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. So, speak, so being filled with the Spirit is a journey. It's a process. Every day you can get filled up with the Holy Ghost. How do you get filled with the Holy Ghost? After you've been initially baptized in the Spirit, begin to learn how to speak to yourself. You say, well, that's an unusual kind of thing to do. But we need to pray. You just pray, begin to pray in tongues, and there's several things it tells us we can do. I want to pick up just one of them tonight, and notice it says, speaking to another, speaking to yourself. It doesn't say speaking to one another. This is primarily something you do to yourself. Uh, if you were to use secular language, you talk self-talk. Now, teenagers are full of self-talk, and not all of it's very healthy. I'm ugly. I'm stupid. Nobody like me. That's self-talk. And the Bible here says, speak to yourself. So it's saying, change how you talk to yourself. Start to talk to yourself, talk in tongues, speak the Word of God into yourself, speaking spiritual songs, that songs that come out of your spirit, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. In other words, it says, just each day, learn to sing, and particularly to do this, giving thanks always for all things to God the Father, name our Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to pick up tonight having an attitude of gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. One of the ways you stay full of the Holy Ghost is learning to be thankful, to continually be thankful. Notice what it says, being thankful for all things, uh, giving thanks always for all things. That's, that's pretty well continually, isn't it, eh? So uh, I want to just talk a little bit about gratitude. I want to share with you several things that gratitude or thankfulness or, or thanksgiving does. And if we're going to be grateful, you actually say something, you've got to do something. So if you want to stay filled with the Holy Ghost, learn to have a, a, a daily life of being thankful. And I'll talk a little bit about how in just a moment or what it does to you. It's one of the most important ways of staying full of the Holy Spirit is to stay thankful continually. Every day, thankful. 
thankful for something. Now, you and I choose what we focus on. So you can focus on the things which are negative, or we can focus on things that we can be thankful for. And in God, there's always something we can be thankful for. But you've got to learn to practice it. I'll put, put gratitude into practice. And tonight I'm going to give you a bit of a challenge to think about some people you could be grateful through. Now, I want to have a look and just, if you hold that passage, we'll come back to it. I want you to have a look in Romans 21. I want to just show you the consequence of ingratitude. The opposite of being, thank, unth- of being thank, uh, thankful is to be ungrateful. To be ungrateful or unthankful. And there's some things go along with that. But notice what it says here in Romans 1 and verse 21. And it's saying here how people, it gives the steps, it gives two things that cause people's relationship with God to deteriorate severely. And actually, it's not just your relationship with God. It's all relationships deteriorate if these two things are absent. And so notice what it says here. Because they knew God, they did not glorify Him. They didn't give Him honor for who He was. Number one, honor. The second thing it is, neither were they thankful. So it says there was a progression. If you read through the rest of it, you find how all kinds of darkness in the relationship with God comes as a result of two things being neglected. One is just to honor God, appreciate Him for who He is. Two, to express gratitude continually and be thankful for what the Lord has done, is doing, and will do. It says very clearly, the consequence of failing to recognize and honor God properly, the failure to thank Him and appreciate Him leads to a decline in your thinking. Darkness comes into your heart. Your relationship begins to deteriorate. Or putting it another way, ungratefulness or ingratitude will cause all relationships to deteriorate. You think of someone, you did something for them, and they never showed a word of appreciation. In fact, they just took you for granted. How did that affect the relationship you had with them? Were you keen to help them again? I don't think so. When people are ungrateful, don't express any appreciation of what you've done, it actually somehow steals something that should be there, present in that whole thing. You don't do it, so they'll say that. But we need to recognize that when people are ungrateful consistently, their relationships deteriorate. And I've noticed two things about ungrateful people. Uh, uh, first one is they take people around them for granted. They expect that what they do for them is their right. So, for example, you get a teenager who's ungrateful to their mother. That's the most common place you find ingratitude. That'd be right, Casey Kay smiling. So she, teach, she does the teenage thing. I think if mothers just took maybe a month off doing all your meals, all your washing, all your tidying up, and all your car carrying you, transporting you somewhere, and just took a holiday for a month, then at the end of the month, you could review how grateful you are to your mother. For all the wonderful things she does, that laundry that just turns up there, the things all cleaned and put away, a meal that just turns up. I don't know how it turns. It just turns up. It didn't take any effort or thought or preparation or work. Or they just turned up. And then all those dishes and, and the way the place was kept all tidy, all the things that were done, it just sort of happened. No, it didn't happen. Someone did it. And that's someone. I, I honor mothers tonight who do all those things for their teenagers. They should be thanked every day. Thank you, mum. Sit down for a meal. You don't look at the table and say, what's this? No, thank you, Mum, for a wonderful meal. So it'd be a great thing. You'd really bless your mother if you did that. And so I've noticed two things, that when people, uh, when people fail to actually consciously express gratitude for blessings, two things happen. Number one is, in gratitude, we take people for granted. Second thing is, we complain. Complaining follows very closely on behind ingratitude. 
So you find normally, if you're not a thankful person, you're a complaining person. You're finding something's wrong with this, something's wrong with that. We, uh, so an ungrateful person just takes everything for granted. They just take whatever they've received. They don't uh, realize it was not their right. It was something someone gave them, blessed them with, helped them with. And so they don't say a word of appreciation. Normally, the next thing that follows is they start to complain. How about this? You could change your relationship with your mother so easily. If you stopped complaining and got thankful. You'd be surprised what would happen. Amazing how it would shift and how it would change. In Psalm 77, remember we said about thanksgiving and being filled with the Holy Ghost? In Psalm 77 and verse 3, David says, I complained and it had an impact on my spirit. My spirit was overwhelmed. Isn't that interesting? So if we want to be filled with the Holy Ghost, you've actually got to avoid complaining like the plague. You've got to avoid ungratefulness like the plague because when you become ungrateful, soon you complain about little things. You're finding fault. You're resentful. You're grudging all these kind of little things. You see, what happens is your inner man becomes overwhelmed when you start to complain. And we want to have an inner man full of life, full of joy, not full of depression, full of bondage, full of the Holy Ghost. And it requires then that you embrace some basic disciplines in your life. And one of them is discipline of being thankful, just being continually thankful to the Lord, continually thankful to God for the things He does for you, thankful for people who do things for you. You'd be quite surprised how it can change every year of your life. And quite interesting, in Numbers 14, it tells us that when the people of Israel complained, eventually their complaining cost them all the blessings that God had planned for them. Because they complained so much, they did not develop the kind of heart attitude was needed to receive the things God had for them. So complaining has a huge effect. God says, I have been listening to your complaints. And he said, and what you complained is what you'll experience in your life. You'll have more of the same. But people like Joshua and Caleb, who men of faith, men who are positive, those men will get everything that I planned for them. So there's quite some major things in the Bible about it. Let's just focus on gratitude. I want to share with you several little things about gratitude and some of the benefits it has. Number one, here's the first thing. One of the first things to recognize about being grateful and thankful, the Bible tells us it's one of the keys to entering the presence of God. If you want to actually access the presence of God, Psalm 94 and Psalm 100 tell us there is a protocol for coming near to God. Here's the protocol. You don't come like this. Oh, God, it's so tough and things are so bad. You don't come near to God like that. He actually does not respond to that. There's a, there's a way. A protocol means a way of approach. And so one of the ways of approaching God, and the Bible tells Psalm uh, 94, it tells us very clearly, at 95, it tells us there to come into His presence with thanksgiving. Psalm 100, enter His gates with thanksgiving. In Hebrews 13, offer a sacrifice of praise, giving thanks to His name. So one of the first things to recognize in coming into the presence of God is to come with a heart that's grateful, that is focused on His blessings. So entering the presence of God, which means to experience the reality of God in your life, develop a constant heart of gratitude and learn to express thanks. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. 
thank you for the work of Jesus on the cross. I thank you all my sins. Every mistake I've made has been forgiven. I thank you all my failures are forgiven. Even though I fail today, I thank you, Lord. It's forgiven in Jesus' name. Any mistake I make in the future, forgiven in Jesus' name. I thank you. You have brought me into your family. I thank you, Lord. You have blessed me with so many blessings today. I thank you for eternal life. And there's no end to how much you can thank God. But I tell you something, when you arise before God and begin to say things you're thankful for. Bible says when you speak in tongues, it says you are thanking God. So when you come before him and you use a mixture of words of gratitude, words of thanksgiving, your spirit begins to rise. The presence of God begins to come around your life. It's how we do it. That's why we begin in meetings, you begin meetings with uh, songs of joy, rejoicing, and gratitude to God to acknowledge the things he's done. So number one benefit of thanksgiving is it is a key to entering the presence of God. The Bible tells us in heaven, you know what they're doing in heaven? In, in, in Revelation 7 verse 12, it says, around the throne are angels. And guess what they're doing? They're thanking God. Praise and honor and thanks and power and glory and honor are all yours. So again, if we want to open the realm of heaven around our life, there are several keys to it. One of them is thanksgiving. Constantly thankful and grateful. Oh, I'm so grateful. I got saved. Thank you, Lord. You sent people to me persistently, one after the other. Thank God for your salvation. And if you have not, mate, you can't even think much of why you, why, why you should be thankful. Start to think about the consequences of what it means not to be saved. Start to think of what it was like before you were saved. You know, and you had to drink wine, and you had to drink booze. There's so much pain, you needed to dull it in some kind of way or free yourself up. But once you've got Christ in your life, your sins are forgiven, a new start, whole new life. Oh my, I've got much to be thankful for. And every day, learn to practice expressing gratitude. It's the protocol of entering the presence of God. Helps bring heaven to earth. The second thing, a benefit of, of, of thanksgiving, is it's one of the ways you overcome anxiety and bitterness. Anxiety is a big problem for people. I use a different word, stress. How many people say, I'm stressed out? Stressed out. And today we're living in a society, tremendous pressure. Pressure in school like people have never had before. There's pressure on young people, pressure on marriages, families. Tremendous pressures on people's lives. And so when you meet people, they're in a high state of stress or anxiety. In other words, what it really means is they feel inadequate for the things they face. And so the Bible says in Philippians chapter 4 verse 9 says, uh, be not anxious about anything. Or in other words, don't stress out. But rather, do something different. So therefore, it presents you a choice. Here I face some challenges. I can stress out, get uptight, start to snap at everyone, and forget the presence of God. Or it says, uh, be anxious about nothing. Everything with prayer, supplication and prayer, let your request be made known to God with thanksgiving. So one of the ways you deal with stress is you actually start to become grateful for God. Just let your needs be made known to Him, and you get your mind off your stress and onto the one who can help you. In Psalm 69, it says, we make God bigger. We magnify Him with thanksgivings. Okay? So you can change your whole disposition and attitude in a very, very simple way. One of the ways you overcome it. I've noticed this, that whenever people... Whenever people get negative and they get ungrateful, they get negative, they start to become resentful and bitter about life. 
Being grateful is a wonderful thing. Having an attitude, I'm so grateful. I'm grateful to God for the air I breathe. Grateful to God I live in Hastings. Grateful to God for the house I have. Grateful to God for this food every day. I'm grateful to God that He gives me life. He's given me friends. I'm grateful to God. There's so much to be grateful for. And when you develop an attitude of gratitude and start to practice it, I tell you something, it affects your emotions, affects your soul, affects your spirit. Uh, it's a key to being filled with the Spirit. Ephesians 5 verse 20. And notice what it said in Ephesians 5 20. We read it before. And I'll read it again. I want to show you something. Because the Scripture itself is a pretty hard one to swallow. You'll notice this. Verse 20. Giving thanks always. Whoa, what do you mean always? Does that mean always? I mean, does it really mean always? And for all things? No! I just got a speeding ticket going down the road. How can I be thankful? Yeah, life throws a lot of sour things at you, if you hadn't noticed. And so, but the thing is, the Bible tells us to be thankful. Now, notice this. It says, thankful always. And I looked at that thing for all things. I thought, Lord, I've had a few negative things happen. Why would I be thankful for negative things happening? And then I looked at the word for, and I realized it means this. It, sometimes it's hard for a person to take the original language and express to us what we need to know. But what it really means is this. It's a word hooper, meaning above. So what it's saying this is an attitude of gratitude or constantly expressing thanksgiving lifts you up so you can be above all things and position yourself so they work for your good. How about that? Being grateful enables you to position yourself in faith so you're above what is there, and it is no longer negatively affecting you. When you ask people to say, they say things like this, how you, how you doing? How you, oh, okay, under the circumstances. Really? Why are you under the circumstances? Why are you under them? Circumstances are just that. The reason you're under them is because the value you've placed on them. But why don't you always give thanks so you are over the circumstances because a person expressing gratitude to God has got his faith being extended that God can use even this thing to help me. That good will come even out of this thing. That even if it looks like someone's thrown me a lemon, I'll turn it around, somehow make some lemonade out of this thing. And it will work out for good for me. I'll learn a lesson from it. I'll grow in it. It'll work character in me. Yeah, so, so the reason we give thanks, it's not because I've had a bad thing happen. I'm not going to thank God for bad things that happen. What I'm going to thank God is that in the midst of every bad thing, I can be above it and beyond it, and it does not lead to bring me down into depression, sadness, stress, and negativity. I can actually be a very positive person. You can be too. You've got to practice it, though. Practice being positive. Practice doing the things God says to do. Absolutely wonderful. See? So there it is. Here's another thing. Thanksgiving lifts you above circumstance because it gives you a different view on it. So when you start to thank God, you start to get a different view. So I've noticed this. I've noticed if I begin to focus my mind and thoughts just on the thing that's happening around me, soon your emotions get full with it, it starts to overwhelm you. So you've got to say, well, thank you, Lord. In the midst of it all, you're going to show me what to do. Thank you, Lord. You're going to turn this around for good. Thank you, Lord. This is going to work for my good. So you begin to make God bigger in your conscious awareness. Become aware of God. See, I can be filled with dread and anxiety or be filled with God. And I choose. You choose too. So if you're filled with sadness, there's something that's filling your life. 
something you're focusing on, something you've chosen, why not choose to thank God? Start to begin to thank Him. He can take that difficult situation and turn it around for His good. Here's the last thing, that thankfulness, gratitude, is a way you extend your faith. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in everything, give thanks. Everything, in everything, give thanks. For this is the will of Jesus Christ concerning you. This is well, this is the will of God. So when you begin to be a thankful person, this is what you're doing. You are declaring, Lord, I am saying this. This is what I believe. I believe this. I believe that this thing which is negative, this thing which is painful, this thing which is difficult, I believe you will use it, and it will abound for my good, and I'll become a better, stronger, greater person because of it. I believe this, Lord. What it means you're saying is, I'm looking at the things which are eternal, knowing that if I keep my eyes on those, this is going to work for me. So it's a real act of faith to be thankful in the midst of adversity. It's actually declaring, God, it looks painful, it looks bad, it looks a setback, it looks negative, it looks difficult. But I'm declaring, thank you, Lord, already for the victory. Thank you, Lord, you've given me a way through it. Thank you, Lord, you're teaching me some wisdom. David put it this way. He said, you prepare a table before me in the midst of my enemies. I have a new anointing from God. Now you see, most people don't approach life that way. They just complain. I want you to listen this week to see how much complaining goes on around you. If you will tune your ears in for complaining, you'll be amazed how much there is. The Bible says, though, that God always causes us to triumph in Christ. So God will help you get the, you'll win. This is the thing that's so wonderful, that no matter what you go out and face, you can win in life. You can absolutely win and break through if you keep faith in God and learn to express that faith by gratitude. When you start to thank God, you're giving Him the glory and saying, God, you're bigger than the problem. Quite interesting, uh, 10 lepers came to Jesus and uh, He healed all 10 of them. Nine of them went away. One of them came back and, he, and the Bible says this, it says, He gave glory to God and He thanked Jesus. And Jesus was quite surprised. He said, I wonder why it is that only one out of the ten has come back to give glory to God with thanksgiving. So when you thank God, you're actually giving Him the glory that He is bigger than your life and your problem, that He can bring to you everything you need to win in that situation in life. Thanksgiving is foundational to living a spiritual life. Absolutely foundational to learn how to be thankful. So, here's some things to have a bit of a think about. What is it that you could be thankful to God for? If you've got nothing to be thankful to God for, let me tell you where you are. You're in a place of unbelief and bitterness, and you need to repent. You need to come back near Him again, go back and meditate on the cross of Calvary and what it cost Jesus to save you, and start to let gratitude rise in your heart again. Read the story of the crucifixion. Read up and find out what it meant to be crucified, the hours of suffering and torment, and begin to meditate that He did this all for me until gratitude starts to rise, and you no longer take for granted that you're a saved person. You become deeply grateful to Jesus for who He is and what He's done, and thankfulness rises in your heart. So it's a very, very important thing to do. So number one, what do you got to be thankful for with the Lord? Second thing is, are there people in your life that have done something for you that you have forgotten to thank them for? Why don't you ask God to show you who did something that really helped your life, but you never stopped to thank them? And write them a little note and say, God has just been speaking to me and reminding me of how your kindness helped me in my life. And I want to say, thank you very much. It meant so much to me 
that you took the time to do this or help or blah, 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 whatever it might be. You know something? That would, what it is you're learning to break out of the cycle of ingratitude and become thankful. The Bible says in the last days, we'll be full of unthankful people, but that's not us. We're better than that. We're different to that. We're thankful people. Young people, what about your parents? Have a think about your mother particularly, about how much you take her for granted. And start to go back home and say, hey, God, I want to start to thank my mother for things. I want to notice what she does and thank her. Thank my father, because thanking and honoring will change your relationship with him. Here's the last thing you could think of doing. It's during the week. Just ask God every day as you thank him and start your day getting filled with the Holy Ghost. Ask this, Lord, open my ears to hear complaining so I begin to recognize it and see how widespread it is. And to open my eyes to any person I can express gratitude to. Going to the bank. Well, thank you so much for helping me. Going to a shop. Well, thank you very much for serving me. I appreciate what you're doing. You'll be, and watch the countenance of people as you show gratitude to them. You can start to change the influence you have just by appreciating people. You know, you're here tonight. Well, someone has done something. There's someone I noticed down there who's uh, fiddling around with the sound desk. And if he wasn't doing his job well, you wouldn't be able to hear anything tonight. There'd be squeaks and whistles and shouts. And uh, he's obviously not a paid person. So he's given his time and volunteered his time. That's a good person to say thank you. There's someone else there made words appear up on the screen. There's someone else to say thank you to. Because if you didn't do your job, we wouldn't know what the words were. We'd just be going la, 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 and watching Cheyenne perform. So thank you for putting the words up. I don't know how easy it is to do that. All I know is I couldn't do it. And someone there with the lights. Well, if they didn't make the lights here. There's Peter up there working on the light. And so you start to look around, and you start to find that there are people everywhere who are doing things for you, and we need to learn to say, well, thank you so very much. I do appreciate that. And I'll tell you something. If you would just make a decision that in this coming week, I'm going to start to practice gratitude every day. I'm going to learn to thank God, thank my family for what they do, and I'm going to start to thank the people around me and watch the change it makes in their life. I want to bring blessing to them. And I'm going to learn most of all to come into God, change how I come in, and start to come, instead of full of my failures, start to come, oh, thank you. Mighty God, I can come into your presence and enjoy you. I thank you today for your blessings on my life. It takes faith to do that when you're going through a hard time. And so it's called a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Sacrifice of thanksgiving. And most people live out of their feelings and their soul. They come along to church and they're a bit flat, a bit heavy. They haven't gone too good for me. So that's why I live in my depression. There is a greater life that you have access to. It's called the life of the Holy Ghost. Be full of the Spirit of God. And I want to thank God. Oh, how I love Him tonight. How I love you tonight, Lord. I love you with all my heart and all my soul. It just gets better every day. Thank you for your abundant blessings. I tell you, there's nothing like gratitude. You start your prayer life expressing gratitude and thanksgiving to Him. Let it overflow and pray and thank Him for as many things you can for as long as you can. I guarantee the atmosphere around you will begin to change. Presence of God will start to come. It's a great, great principle. Great principle. Give people honor and express gratitude. Relationships everywhere will improve. I give you that very simply because of this. In your life and all the relationships you have, if you would put that principle into practice, your relationships will change. Because I've noticed that if I don't do that, I begin to see negative things. And then I start to have them fill me. 
And I don't want to be filled with the negative. I want to see the very best because love sees the very best. And gratitude helps keep the best in front of you. Hallelujah. Love keeps the best in front of you. Love keeps